The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is to go on this town tonight. Welcome to the Formula Lesson Sports Talk. We are live on a Tuesday morning. What's the date? 17? July 17? Sure. We have a lot to talk about, not enough time, so we're going to squeeze it in. Uh, but right before we even get started, we're talking about the Dream Team. <laughs> in the studio, we got Alex Clancy, Clancy Corner, second segment, Deborah Debris, Down and Dirty with Deborah. We got Cindy Liska. Cindy, what we have, and she's doing her research now. What we have today on your notes? I have so many notes today, it's not even funny. Dream Team, we've got... ESPYs, there was a lot of stuff that happened at the ESPYs. Penn State, Drew Brees. Oh, you know what I want to talk about? Drew Brees, Penn State. I want to get into that. And Golf, a, British uh, Open coming up. Yeah, don't you see my Tiger Woods hat on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got to talk a little bit about that briefly. Hall of Fame inductions. Absolutely not. Ron what Santo. Else? It's a big deal. Welcome to the show. We, we let's both, get into it. We no. bo- we've also got the Batman movie coming up. So Batman movie? Sure. How was the Spider-Man Dark movie? Dark Knight. Yeah. It was good. It was good. The it, last it, time they made it a Batman movie, the Avengers. Died. It wasn't it was the good. Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. It, it wasn't. No. But yeah. it was good. Anyway. The guy died last time they made a Batman movie. He couldn't come out of character. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that's intense. a whole discussion around that, yeah. I think Christian that was, Bale's the man, though. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that was intentional at all. You don't think he couldn't come out of character? You think it was I don't enough? think that he killed himself. I think he died. You think the Joker it, killed him? Yeah. Well, what? The no, Joker? I, I, I'm I hear what you're saying. Character. Yeah, no, no I, I hear what you're just, saying. You think he just died? Oh. I think he. I think he mixed too many drugs. He had other drugs in his system, and because of the combination of it all, he came up with a formula that ended up killing him. But he didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. He had demons. He was trying to heal the demons. I don't think he was trying to kill end himself. his life. Sometimes you need to. You need demons to fight the devil. So I don't. Mm. I don't know. But anyway. I, might, I don't want to go over nobody's head today. Right. Uh, <laughs> real quickly, because I want to get to Drew Brees. How do we go so. from there to the dream, dream team to that? <laughs> Not a dream team, just to touch on what we go, where are we going. Where are we going? What's going on? Yeah. and the uh, world I don't it know. Is. It's, like, entertainment stuff is good to me because I like mm-hmm. the movies. Um but I haven't been to seeing any of the uh, new stuff yet because mm-hmm. it's just not like like this is not a. It's not quite the pull. It's not the same as the original. Right. M- most things are not, but like Jason Bourne, a Bourne legend, Bourne legacy. Now I, I they're know redoing I, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to see that. Yeah. Maybe bootleg that one. Jeremy Renner's pretty darn good too, though, so I don't know. And which and which one? The newborn. So I'm guessing you didn't go see Magic Mike either. No, I gotta see Magic Mike. I can, I can do that in the mirror. Yeah, he's probably upset he wasn't asked to be cast in that. <laughs> well, I was going to hold their jocks. They couldn't put me in there. Uh-huh. They had a bunch of talent in there. All right, Gene, uh, that is sports. That's the Magic <laughs> that's Mike. A, that's Magic Mike is yeah. sport. Sport. Yeah. You saying the Dream Team and Team USA? Um, who will be the winners? And I'm looking at these guys play and. 
I'm trying to contend who's going the dream team I think would give these guys fits. I'm talking about Michael Jordan's team. Right. Will give these guys Well, fits. we were just talking about the air. You said the the dream team will get killed. No, no. Uh-uh. I'm talking about Kobe's team now yeah. or Kobe LeBron's versus, team yeah. now yeah. against Michael Jordan's team then. Yeah. MJ's LeBron's got it. team was get destroyed. Yeah. yeah. No, I, MJ's I, got it. Yeah, MJ. Just this cast of players around him. Just think, not their body of work, but just when you think of a Charles Barkley, what he brings to the table. You think about um, John Stockton, what he brings to the table. It's, that's and like how a they match. pulled their culture together as a team to not worry about the egos. In yeah. fact, they were over worried about the egos and were downplaying how they were, you know, their skills until they brought it together. And then they were kicking butt and taking names and not really caring about the names. Right. I think that uh, the body of work is important because the body's over. No, no, I'm talking about, yeah. No, because I'm saying when you think of that guy, you think of a Charles Barkley, you can just picture him on the block. Now, picture one of those guys on the block with Charles Barkley and tell him which one of them go stop him. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm thinking. It, yeah. you got, I mean, you, you have six combined championships on this on this new one between two guys, five Kobe and one LeBron. You have 28, you know, million uh, championships in the 90 for the Larry 92 Bird. team. Uh, Larry Bird, Magic, Michael. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's 11 right there. So I mean, right. or 12. Right. And the intensity that they played with too. Right. I mean, right. was different. And the game, the those game guys is, was professional. There wasn't that many cameras around. It was a lot of cameras because of Jordan. But look at the cameras now, the marketing, the media around these guys now. What makes their personal life that much right. more interesting because who they are. But we didn't follow uh, John Stockton around in Utah. We didn't follow well, him around. That's the thing. Back in the day, they fed themselves from the inside out. Yeah. It was all about the game, but not, yeah, I, not the I cameras. Think, I think LeBron's team today, uh, even with Kobe, who I think is still crafty in any minute of the game, they would get destroyed. Well, I mean, the the, the opposing uh, stance on that is that uh, the the team, the the new uh, uh, USA team, would run them out of the gym because you have an older Magic, you have a beat up Larry Bird. I mean, David Robinson wasn't getting any younger. John Stockton wasn't getting any younger. All these guys are haven't even hit their prime yet. LeBron is about to hit his prime, and it's it's so different because you have all these twenty year olds that are in the league now. Who was I mean, the um, coach for? Uh, it was John Daly. Was the coach? Chuck Daly. Chuck, Chuck Daly. Daly. Chuck, Chuck yeah. Daly. And Coach Krzyzewski was an assistant then. Right. And now Coach Krzyzewski was the coach now mm-hmm. for the team. Now it, it does come down to the coach because some coaches on a college level who have real great teams, real good teams, they slow the game down because their players not going. They're not going to be run out of the gym because there are some younger teams at a lower level that can come into a gym and run you out of there. Yeah. But now the coach takes a, a part of it. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's um, European basketball, especially is very. It's not. It's not position to, by position. I mean, it's not um the, possession by possession. Yeah, it's you want to run and go. You want to yeah. face up. You don't want to back down. I mean, like Paul Gasol is a perfect example. He faces up more than he than he backs down, even at seven feet. So right. it's a lot more fluid in the NBA because you just saw the, you see the freak talent that comes out in in. Uh, in com- in national competition, so it's just I mean it's interesting, but I, I do think the '92 team would would handle them pretty well. Pretty and that's easily. the thing you can always argue, you know, the younger legs and that type of thing, which is a valid argument. And then you've got the wisdom on the other side. So I like who, wisdom who all wins? the time. Yeah, I, I, I like I wisdom all the time. I, They'll the young figure legs out how to are, make yeah, it work. Young legs, they'll run to a point. They'll run mm-hmm. you three quarters, mm-hmm. but in the fourth quarter, they're not going to figure out how to win a game. Mm-hmm. It was the um, the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns would run you out of gym. And in the fourth quarter, if you was close to them, they lose the game. Right. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's move on to the uh, New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees signs his contract, which more money, more money. But the guy is um, 
it's great that they signed him because they needed to, but the fact that they waited so long bothers me. The fact that they waited so long messed up the chemistry. And if I'm Drew, and I'm Drew Brees, and the numbers I put up for the past five years, I'm wondering why does why did this have to take so long? Uh, my coach, the, the distractions that we had from the last year all season, uh, the the dismissals that took place, the head coach not there for a whole year, and on top of the head coach, we'll I talk about him. Leading off the Drew Brees situation, Sean Payton getting a divorce and and well, being seen on film. Well, that's the thing. And Drew Brees wasn't at the OTAs, so now we're going into you know training camp, and you know he's. It's not like he's new coming in, but it's still a different chemistry now because now all of a sudden he's on the field and he wasn't before. Because last year, when the CBA, Drew Brees took upon himself to take that team, even with the new guys, even with the Darren Sproul who just left San Diego, all those new guys, the guys who got drafted out of uh, Mark Mark Ingram, Ingram. Mm-hmm. And taught these guys the offense, and right. when the game, when the season started, it looked like they've been on the team before. That's right. They but, had their chemistry built already, and their strategy. So built. why would the ownership <laughs> do that to a Drew Brees, whose number has been better than uh, Tom Brady's and Peyton Manning? Why would they do that? Well, the guy does have a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, but you have you got to look at two things. One, it was the difference. With, well, in, initially it was a million dollar difference per year. Mm-hmm. So if you're Drew Brees, you're getting 19. Take the 19. Why is 20? Why is 20 in the quarter that important to you? Number one. Number two, the guarantee, they were about 20, millions off, 20 million off on the guarantee. So they were more looking at 40, and he ended up getting 60. And the third one is, if Drew Brees is the leader of that team, why did he not stop the bounty gate? Are you because that, what? That, that happened on defense. He's in the locker room. It happened on defense. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Why okay. doesn't he stop it? Drew Brees, hey, he can't Peyton Manning would have stopped it. You know what? Tom Brady would have stopped it. No, they why didn't. Oh, why? You, okay, you playing devil's advocate. So i gotta, I got to remember that as we talk. Yeah, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, as good as they are, as good as I think they are, I think those guys, first ballot, if there's a ballot before the first ballot, top ten quarterbacks ever. Yeah, yeah, gone. Yeah. Um, they can't do anything. They cannot walk in my defensive meeting, and I'm just a safety or a defensive back, and tell me how what's, what we better do. I'm going to tell you, Peyton Man, you better get out of here before you get hurt. Yeah. All, their meeting, like all their meetings aren't together. Just like that. You better get out of our meeting before you get hurt. You can come in here and have fun with us, but you don't tell us what to do on defense. You worry about offense because we can't play offense. We'll worry about defense because you can't do that. It's not what, what you're doing does. on defense. It's breaking It's breaking all the rules that the NFL has put together. He doesn't know the you rules. Know Players don't have any conscience of what coaches are thinking for the most part. All you know is the game plan. You're not going to tell me... You're not going to tell me as an offensive guy, and some offensive coaches don't even know. If Peyton Manning, if offensive coaches don't know, how will Peyton Manning know? Peyton Manning doesn't know what's going on. He thinks that's that's our defense. We play physical football. Tom Brady don't know. i got to worry about what I can on offense. I can't worry about defense. It, it would be great if you had leaders like that who knew the ins and outs of what we're doing on defense and what, we, what we're running and how we're running while this guy's in the game and that guy's not in the game when he's better. Is there also loyalty, not only loyalty to the team, but loyalty within whether you play special teams, loyalty with the defense, loyalty with the offense. So you're going to be within the defense within their own group is going to have loyalty to their group. I, I even go uh, uh, simpler than that. Um, can't I can't go, if I don't play special teams, I can't run my mouth about special teams. I play special teams from day one. Right. I can't go in a special team meeting room and say, you guys need to pick it up. I'm like, worry about defense. Get out of here. Right. You know, Unless you want to get on special teams. It, it, it is that harsh, really. And, and when you're talking about a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. So to go back to your question is, why Drew Brees, a million dollars difference? Why not Drew Brees when his numbers are better than those guys? He has a Super Bowl within those five years. We, I think we all agree that 
two or three years ago, he could have broke John, uh, John Marino, I mean, Dan Marino's record if he wanted to. It, it was not that. It wasn't, it's a lot of selfish things this guy won't do, but he puts his team first. And if he knew more about the Bounty Gate, it would have been great if you had that type of leadership can go in there and say that. But those guys are not going to listen to him. Those guys trying to win Super Bowls, and that Bounty Gate won them Super Bowl. Take out this quarterback. Take out that player. We got a chance to win. I don't agree with the comment and then the actions behind it. I don't agree with it at all. I, but I do agree with playing aggressive. That's something I'm thinking they're going to do anyway. Then why the coach have to go on video? It's called football. Yeah, well, the coach was an idiot. Um, for going on recording and saying these things, I'm thinking, play the defense we get in. This is the aggressive defense. There's a lot of words that you can say that's going to mean the same thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, he has some aggression behind it. Uh, it is football. It is defense. But the fact that he went on there and those guys that he mentioned, they were hurt uh, the week before. Mm-hmm. That, that's a bounty to me. I remember Buddy Ryan was putting a bounty on the kicker. On the kicker. Because mm-hmm. that guy can determine a game right. if it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I, and especially in New Orleans because they they haven't really been known for their defense in the Drew Brees era. You know, they they've got they had a lot of turnovers their suit their Super Bowl winning year, Darren Sharper and everybody when he went nuts the whole year. But it's their offense that's their defense. See, yeah, see, they can outscore any team. Right. So Drew Brees is the most important player, obviously, on the team. So he pay him, but still, one of them. nineteen and a half million dollars, and we have whatever unemployment percentage. Like people can definitely take it the wrong way as being greedy. Because he's wanting another $900,000 a year when yeah. most of the United States doesn't make that in one year. Yeah, but the, you're talking about a different, you're talking about, and you're playing devil's advocate, I understand, and you're making good points, but you're talking about football and the entertainment business that, that comes with it. If, um, why not Drew Brees? That's my, and I go back to that. Why not Drew Brees if Tom Brady, if, if, uh, Peyton Manning can come off three neck surgeries and get the deal? He, why not Drew Brees who's put those numbers up? Yeah, who's but been, Tom Brady wasn't holding out. No, no. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just saying, like the the way it happened. Tom Brady wasn't holding out. Peyton Manning wasn't holding out for more money. It, it took but Drew Brees was. Um, it took them. Uh, Peyton Manning had to get a contract before Tom Brady did, and Tom Brady was waiting. His he was still under contract. I think he had one or two more years. But why make a Tom Brady wait one or two years to get to? You know he's going to be there. He's going to be your quarterback. This guy's been to four Super Bowls. Right, why Drew make Brees him wait? Has got a lot of years in him yet too. Drew Brees, mm-hmm. the guy overcome adversity and never looks like he's hurt. He is. To one of your points, he is the defensive guy on offense because what he does, putting on number, putting up numbers. And when you were saying that, I was thinking of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning plays defense. Mm-hmm. He controls the clock. He does things. He keeps that defense off the field. So when that average defense that Indianapolis had gets on the field, they are fresh. Mm-hmm. That guy's. But the fact that he can know more on defense than those guys are doing in there, they got to survive. They got to survive. And I don't. I don't equate surviving with playing dirty or, or trying to hurt a guy. Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm happy he got his money. He's getting paid 40 this year with the with the roster bonus and the signing bonus and his salary. So. And, and then they can cut him anytime they want to. He's got a, what, he got so, a five-year deal? Four years or five? Five. Five, five uh, yeah. for what? Five 100. for 100. 100. But yeah. it's 60 guaranteed. He's getting 40 this year. Five for 100 for a quarterback don't seem a lot because I know Donovan, I know some guys and got that way back. But what is he? Thirty four, thirty five years old. That's a great deal. Yeah, they oh, yeah. set him up. You know, yeah, they're like, yeah. "Thank you for your services, yeah. and we'll, and after we'll this, go what happens from here." Yeah, after this, it, it, I think he'll be all right. You keep the right people. I don't see where their offense will be a letdown unless their defense keeps turning the ball over or their defense keep allowing teams to score. Then, then we're going back to can Tom, can uh, Drew Brees be a defensive guy 
from the quarterback position, which I think a lot of great quarterbacks are. And we mentioned some. Yeah, I mean, and you got to think Jonathan Vilma's out for the whole year plus playoffs, yeah. so that doesn't help anything. But the, it goes back to my initial point when I talk about the was the signing. The signing was good, but why did you have to wait so long when everything you don't have Sean Payton, you don't have your coach, you don't have you don't have a lot of things. And then we saw what this guy did in the CBA, a short season, uh, lockout year. He got those guys ready to play. They had a chance. They was one of the five teams that had a chance mm-hmm. to go to the Super Bowl. Um, well, unfortunately, you know, it just messes up the chemistry when you made a guy, make a guy like that wait. You don't have to. I know it's a business and a lot of money is involved. Um, what's the difference between nine hundred thousand dollars and ten or a million dollars? But it, for five years, that's five million dollars. Well, and who brings people into the stadium? Yeah. You know, how are they going to get their money back off of him? And he's one of the guys you'll show up. I'm and coming. Watch. To, I'm coming to watch Especially that. Now, yeah. Yeah. If we go watch is, uh, the Saints right. play, we want to watch that offense. Can't be right. different. That's we right. want to watch that offense. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Cromwell Sports. Alex Clancy. Debra Debris. Cindy Liska. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in the near future. <laughs> flagship station for sports voice america sports do you feel the need for speed whatever your addiction nascar indycar nhra formula one or even lawnmower racing pit pass usa has got you covered larry henry here host of pit pass usa i put my 30 plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Welcome back to the Kwame Lasky Sports Talk. Here comes Micah. This sounds a lot better. Um, we got Clancy. Did you can hear yourself. A I little, can hear myself louder. Yeah, I need to hear me. <laughs> I need a mirror in here. <laughs> we are back. We were talking about um, Drew Brees and his contract and what it did for the team. What didn't it do for the team? Uh, now, Sean Payton, his coach is out for a year. Uh, is getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. I think his wife filed for divorce, but yes. he's in that same day. He's filed seen, for divorce in Texas. I think. Yeah. Was it Texas? I think. Yeah. I don't know why women. They, Texas, New York, I, I or, or some uh, advantages to some things. Yeah, I don't know. Seventeen percent Texas. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Know. But so, he filed for divorce. Uh, she filed for divorce, and he's seen out. I think it was TMZ. I don't, I don't know. Mm. TMZ is everywhere. Yes, they are. <laughs> They're good and in your face. They are good. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. I'm, I got to find a way to get on TMZ. I got to do something crazy. Should we strategize oh, that right now? Yeah, let's plan it. Let's, let's plan it. Let's get the notebooks out. Let's we'll start doing all the crazy things. I got them on the phone. Can do. All you have to do is come out of limo or come out of a up upscale restaurant, and they go find who's who's that? Who is that? Yeah. Who is that? Yeah. that you can be anybody. Well, so you got to get the gold necklaces. No, I'm not going to. Like Mr. T, a Mr. T starter kit. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Sean Payton, 
get in divorce. Uh, it's just an insult to injuries. Do the uh, New Orleans Saints bring this guy back next year with all this going on? Of course. Why? Because he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. And he's, he's one of the best he, coaches who was worn. Okay, now let me go devil's advocate. One of the best coaches who was worn for three years, two and a half years, to stop the bounty gate. In theory, he didn't have mm, a head, direct hand. He's the head coach. He's in the offense and defense meeting at all time. Go ahead. I'm just I'm no, no, that. no. I'm I, no, I understand. I understand. There's nothing you but, can do on my team that I don't know about it as yeah, a head coach. It's like the head of a corporation, yeah. the head of the country, yeah. head of whatever. And, You're supposed and, to be all-knowing. And even if you hide it and I know something going on, you know you as the head coach because you hire these people and you got to feel for them. You can walk by somebody and feel something because you're the head coach and you hired this guy, so you know what's going on. So devil's advocate, I'm like, why bring this guy back with everything? He's He is a good coach. He is a good – I think he's a real good coach. He's 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 drawn up under some of the best coaches that ever coached the game. Um, but – do you bring about? Is there anybody I think else? Out because there? I think because well there there are other people out there, but that let's talk about this first. I think that because it's New Orleans and because of the they are America's darlings and everything, this can get washed away. This isn't a Sandusky thing, you know. This this isn't a complete moral, uh, you know, horrible thing. I mean, it's bad because you're actually trying to hurt other players, but nobody really got hurt through this. You know, which which is which is a side note, but nobody uh, got carted off the field because of this. Nobody got paralyzed. You know, Greg Williams probably will coach again too. There's a lesser chance of that, but I really think Sean Payton, with he and Drew Brees, were the face of New Orleans because of because of how you know how good they were to the city. So I definitely think that he's going to coach again. I agree on Brees and Payton being the face, but that defense. We we watched that defense doing that when they was going crazy mm-hmm. when they was doing all this like stuff. Like Minnesota with we Brett watched Favre. that defense because we didn't know what was going on. We heard about it, but we didn't know what was going on. So we watched that defense. That, that's how you play defense right there. We didn't know they was attacking people. People did cut off the field. There's long-term effects for what they were doing. Right. Uh, that we haven't even heard about yeah. yet. Kurt Warner retired because of that game. Um, Brett Favre was getting destroyed by his mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. He looked at his partner. His, he looked at his friend, Sharper. What are you guys doing? Right. They was hitting Isn't him. Isn't that what football was like in the 80s, though? You don't you need bounties. That's why those guys. You went to go murder. Yeah, I understand. Those guys in the eighties are dead. I understand. Oh, they can't think straight. So it was it was different. So it was allowed then, not allowed now. They, so then now you can it, it was. a coach can never coach again because they're trying. It's it's a pay by performance I, league anyways. I um I um I hear you. I hear you talking. Because I'm because I'm thinking no seriously I I'm thinking this is I got fine. Because this is how they taught me to play the game. Right. And there wasn't no ill intention. It's for me separate him from the ball or get the ball, which I did my job. I didn't have the guy I hit was Steve Bush. We worked out all offseason. Unfortunately, I went to San Diego and he was still with the Cardinals. He was my workout partner at Athletes Performance all summer long. I hit him. He sees me coming. He ducks his head. We hit helmet to helmet. He gets knocked out for two weeks. Right. I get fined. Only because he got knocked out, but this is how you taught me to play the game. So I hear what you're saying. This is how the league was in the 80s. But guys, are, guys that played in the 80s, you find me one. You, if you you go watch um, the running back for the Houston Oilers, what is his name? I can't think. This guy cannot walk. Dan Deardorff for the Cardinals got two canes in it. Earl Campbell. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it it would break your heart because you know Earl Campbell. You know of Earl Campbell. You go watch this guy walk. We got kicked. We got, I can pull up my phone right now. It's like guys are dying at age 42. Yeah. I'm 42. Yeah. Guys are dying at 42 because they and don't. if they're not physically dying, they're still dying on the inside right. out. Exactly. And they're wondering, can I take this pain? The NFL's a joke. So when you go back to 
Greg Williams coach again. Greg Williams probably will coach again, but if he sh- if he does, it should be protesters all across the board. The NFL mm-hmm. is a joke like that. Sean Payton is a head coach. Had more control than Greg Williams because you have the pulse of your team. You well, should. Here'd be one of my questions too. If I was one of the suits in the high towers making the decision as to whether to bring him back or not, I'm going to look at the guy. Who is he now? When he comes back, was he a great coach? Absolutely. Yeah. Kick-ass coach. But when we bring him back on, is he going to be the same guy that he was whenever he left? Because he now knows that everybody is freaking watching him. And is he? What's his demeanor going to be can like he be in the locker same room? Guy. Right. Exactly. Well, unless, be under a microscope. Right. Can completely. I? Because I don't want you watching me, and then I got to. Um, I feel like I'm on pause that, well, that I can't say this, I can't say yeah, that. Like this walking is how on I coach. Class. Yeah, this yeah. is how I coach. And that's exactly why the NFL wants to bring him back because uh, ratings will skyrocket, especially with Greg Williams. If you bring Greg Williams back and he goes to a team, you think people are going to be watching that team? Uh, who is that team that's going to bring him back? Who's willing to take that chance when you're going to lose fans? Who's he with St. Louis? St. Louis, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose ticket with Fisher's team. Now, Fisher don't need that. Fisher's a good coach. That's yeah. another coach uh-huh. that's, that's pretty good. Jeff Fisher, you don't want those fans say I, I'm not coming to this game because of this guy. I mean, there's some there's some moral. Fans he might not out there. get he might not get picked up by a team, but the NFL will allow him to coach again. That doesn't mean that that an owner or a head coach will take a chance on him. But the ratings I'm, would would skyrocket, especially for for, a, for about five or whatever. Six games. That's, that's extra money. That's extra money for the NFL. But if you're you're saying fans aren't going to watch, are you going to lose fans because you're bringing no, no. them back? Defensive fans will. Okay, but you know what? You also have to look at Michael Vick, who everyone thought would... Everyone's watching him, and everybody's... You know, he had his moment where people were anti, but he's... There's, he's, he's got back. his book coming out right now. Yeah, well, yeah, but so, but that that was against that was not against other people in the NFL. But it was I understand. Still a big that was a moral deal, thing. And that it was, was still a, a big moral. People it, care it was more moral animals than they do other human beings, mm-hmm. and that is and no especially lie. Especially on the yeah. field, the game is like what, what you were saying before. It's part of the game. You like the hits, you like this. So yeah, he got called out on it. But like you're saying, was it different than the '80s? No. Uh, Michael Vick really. Uh, there's two things with him, and I mean, and good point, Cindy. I don't mean to switch subjects. You're fine. But uh. I know. Um, <laughs> we're back to putting that mirror up and you're, you're fine. <laughs> Michael Vick, I, I think a lot of his jail time was for lying to federal. You lying to, um, what is it, the federal courts or something like yeah. that. Um, because I know plenty of people fight dogs. And Michael Vick lied to Arthur Blank, which he should never did. That guy was in his corner. From day one, all Vic had to do was tell Arthur Blank, yeah, this is what we do. We fight dogs in Virginia, well, which we fight dogs in Virginia. Right. Go any place around the world, and there's all sorts of atrocities yeah. going on that are normal in their in their. His problem was his loyalty mm-hmm. uh, to the wrong people. You should have mm-hmm. been more loyal to uh, Arthur Blank. You were loyal to some idiots that grew up with you. Right. Uh, you, you set up a house for them. You get them dogs. You give them money. You think that's a business? That's not a business. That not when you got the human, uh, the humane society on your back. And and I mentioned a, a second, a minute ago, people care more about animals than they do other human well, beings. Well, we'll see. We'll see because if, if Sean Payton and Greg Williams never coach again, then that's not true in the NFL wise. Because well, there, there's no rehab period. Who's the guy in um, for trying to kill other people? It, uh, Arkansas. He he should never. Bobby coach. Petrino. Bobby Petrino. No, he won't. He should never. Co- then what's the difference? He should never coach again. I don't think. That's me on the outside looking in. That's just me having two hypocritical eyes. Well, that's not true. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Yeah, because, that's because me. I mean, and that that also is a infidelity thing. Like that has nothing to do with that has nothing to do with football. Yeah, but he brought her into the football program. Right. He he, he, she he had 150 applicants. Yeah, he had 150 right. applicants, and how somehow her 
breasts and her blonde hair got her number one. Yeah, it showed up higher on the resume it than showed everybody up else's. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? Allegedly, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> this is um. But yeah. and it all depends on all of these. It all depends on what seat are you sitting in. You know, if you're sitting in the seat of the player or the seat of the person who's making the, de, you know, the big decisions for the, you know, the owners, or you're sitting in the seat of the fans, no matter where you're sitting, it's a different perception as to what should or shouldn't be done. Should Joe Paterno's statue come down in Penn State, mm-hmm. Alex? Did we miss Clancy's Corner? No. This is Clancy's Corner. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I answer your question. No. Okay. I, I don't think it should. We want to go in Clancy Corners because yeah. I think uh, this is part of what Clancy Corners is going to be. You know, some things here and there. David Stern, maybe Jeremy Lin. Yeah. So, well, okay. <laughs> let's well let's do uh, well let's just do Joe Paterno then. I'll, I'll switch it up last minute. Thank you. All right. So Joe Paterno, the the whole thing about should a statue come down or not? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, and I don't think so because 50 years from now, as horrible as this sounds. When you talk about the winningest coach in NFL in college football history, it's not going to be Joe Paterno, comma, but, or Joe Paterno, comma, unfortunately, it's going to be Joe Paterno. People are going to remember Jerry Sandusky, but the the stuff that's come out recently with you know that Joe Paterno and everybody knew about it was, I think it was pretty obvious from the beginning, but it wasn't really reported. So I don't think people are going to remember that as much as Jerry Sandusky doing what he did. But they're going to say Joe Paterno was the Joe Paterno. Is, I'm a huge Joe Paterno fan. I met the guy. I, I, I visit Penn State. This guy, I'm telling you, he is Penn State. I, I'm just, mm-hmm. but to hear this stuff come out about. Him having information, Cindy got something to say. And so let me turn over here. Him having informational uh, stuff to come that didn't come out um, is upsetting because just imagine if that was your kid and you sent him there and it, it didn't happen to your kid, but he was around that nonsense. You you had a potential of a Sandusky guy around your kid. Don't look at my kid funny, strange, unless he's making a bad play. Don't look at him funny and strange because he walk a certain way. Um, and I don't. And that shouldn't be nowhere in football. People are who they are. But if you got a problem like Sandusky has, you have no right to be around young kids, no right to be around anybody that's not like that. That's great, but that has nothing to do with football. That has nothing it, to do with all the wins. You, that has nothing you, to do with all the wins that Joe Paterno had. Do you, okay, go ahead, Cindy. Do you think it would be different if Paterno was still alive and was being prosecuted for all of these things? that Because there's no way. I mean, they can say allegedly all they want to, but he's not here anymore he's not, to yeah. set the record probably, straight one way or the other. Would it be different? I mean, sure. This is this killed him. He was, I, I know, because Paterno so this was is not going to die. He's, the, he's like, you remember George Burns? Yeah. yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Burns. <laughs> oh man, that's cold. That is freaking cold. I, I, I remember watching. I remember watching Black and White Alex, TV. Alex, twenty-three. You and I in the parking lot Alex after this show. <laughs> I come in peace. Alex is twenty-three yeah, years old. The world saying that you've got to look at her. Oh. I'm Switzerland. I, I, Switzerland always a chump country. <laughs> Alex. Anyway, what I was saying. George Burns, the guy would have never. That guy said he wasn't gonna die. He wasn't gonna die. To Joe Paterno. If this touch, if this trial doesn't go on, this stuff doesn't come out. That guy's probably still alive. It, you can live, you can live however you will, however long you want to live. That, it's mental. I think. The the most important part about this, again, I've, I've stated this before, is that if this wasn't in Happy Valley University Park, mm-hmm. this would have been blown up before. There wouldn't have been the cover up like the like the Varsity Blues cover up. It wouldn't have been like this small town thing that's run by Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno is was the dictator, was the was the president, was the was the everything of University Park Happy Valley. When you step in uh, Scranton or wherever you go in uh, wherever you go in Pennsylvania, when you step in um, that state, 
you just start thinking, damn, Penn State is in this. This is what right. Penn State is. Mm-hmm. This is Joe it's, Paterno. From this point forward, it's changed how anybody says that name. You know, of, of yeah, but I don't think State. it's always going to be that way. The, the question is, does the statue stay even yeah, as a reminder you. of what can that's happen? Ask now. But it, and it now, used to be a, a reminder of good, and now it's it, it is. It I, I think is the he's not bad. Joe Paterno, so, so, but he's still the captain of that era. Joe Paterno is not Saddam Hussein. Okay, so the not statues, not so the statues, so the statues mean different things. Okay, that wasn't that was put up there because of his football accolades. Okay, so that's why and it should stay that. up. That's Correct. why it should stay up. And there's no reason why it shouldn't 50 years from now. It's going to be dumbed down with my grandchildren or my great-grandchildren who I'm gonna be, who's, who's the greatest. Well, we had Dave Matkin on the show, um, and um, he was saying Joe Paterno was everything you say he is, everything I thought he was. I, I just don't – I, I, I can put guys on pedestal, but when I find out you holding something – well, some people sure. are just innocent. Here's the problem is we put them on a pedestal. Right. If we look and at someone who has power, no matter who that is, whether it's a reminder to any one of us or anybody else that we're looking at, that they can have power and still be human and make mistakes. And if we can be reminded that we need to, moment to moment, make better decisions, then maybe it should stay. Well, let me say this before we go. Uh, 888-346-9144. we got the uh, Down and Dirty coming in third segment, which is coming up. Now, remember... Rocky Balboa has a statue in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. This guy never played a sport. This is a movie show. I got a movie go, show. This is a movie. <laughs> I gotta go pee. Uh, we coming back. Is we, there a mirror in there so you can check yourself out? You no, know, you know I am. And I'll meet you in the parking lot in a little while. <laughs> I need a barf bag. flagship station for sports voice america sports if you want to talk about the east coast sports scene particularly from the southeast make sure you tune in to the jeff owen show every tuesday yeah we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there but host jeff owens and co-host tasha humphrey know the inside and out of the georgia college sports world and they were born there raised there and still live the scene We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Now, some of you might still be in that place. Trying to get out. Just follow me. I'll get you. You can try and read my Welcome back to Kwame Lester Sports Talk. I don't know where Kwame's at. We got Alex left the building. <laughs> Alex Clancy, Debra Debris, Cindy Liska in studio. We were talking about Joe Paterno. Should the state uh, should the statue stay up? Should it come down? I'm still 
holding to the fact that it was put up because he has the most wins, because he spent 60 years in the Penn State organization, because he built that he built that he built that college. You know, and Cindy, you talked a couple weeks ago about how Penn State football is responsible for funding every sport in the Penn State University uh, athletic department. Yeah. So he that's warranted. That statue is warranted. It shouldn't be taken down for maybe something that after a while he became immune to. Maybe so, he became numb to because like covering up was just, I guess, part of part of the everyday life of Penn State. It's a pretty big thing though to become numb to. No, I agree. But if it's but it's happened now. Uh, three guys came out yesterday and said in, in the 1970s they were abused by by Jerry Sandusky. So which I think it, it, it's it's obvious that that happened because he started the foundation in the 70s. So now it just compounds everything that's already happened. And I do agree with you that because he has passed away, it's better for him well, which, which focus, sounds twisted but should the focus really be so much on the statue rather on what are we going to do from this moment forward to make sure that we don't have to talk about other statues in the future there are people um, flying overhead with banners talking about remove the statue or we will mm-hmm. this, I, saw this yeah. on, I saw this this morning and all that effort you know how much better could that effort be used doing something to maybe set up some programs or whatever it might take to bring awareness to this type of thing that's happening in other places as well well, I, I think uh, the only fault um, that I see, um, well, I say only, maybe, uh, I, I don't think Sandusky should have been allowed that program anymore. And Joe Paterno, if he knew what was this guy was doing and what had happened prior to prior to all this coming out, I think he should have never been allowed to be around that program. Unfortunately, and I heard Alex mention something about when he started the foundation in the 70s. I, I don't know, I don't know if that guy was who he is or back then or when did he become that guy I, I have no idea but Sandusky yes yeah, Sandusky yeah. but once you, I find out that you're doing this you're doing these type of things around 17 and 21 year old no matter what age man, no, yeah, no matter what age yeah. uh, but but you know like humans uh, love dolls they love kids and babies too mm-hmm. um, but you you should have been dismissed at the point yeah, I mean, well, and just think of how many Kids could have been saved from having to go through all this had somebody, Paterno, anybody, anybody who knew here. it Im- immediately mm-hmm. could have stopped it. Well, by isn't, isn't it something. like um, isn't it like the um, uh, Boheim, Boheim uh, in Syracuse had Bayheim, somebody, Bayheim. Bayheim had um, somebody on his staff yeah, that, but that everybody um, everybody retracted their statements. So because they were looking for a payday, every single person that came out. Maybe they retracted got to their to statement. Their statement. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, but that happens. No, I mean it was like the the foundation was like this is sick, but it's like money laundering for for this for sexual assault. I mean it's like you, you start this thing, you get all these kids around, and it, I mean it's it's renaissance. And maybe I mean maybe you're right. You know maybe maybe so many people could have been saved, so many lives could have been you know um, not not tarnished because. Uh, and the football program out. in general, if it would have happened when the first three would have come out back in the 70s, you get rid of Sandusky and you still have a an untarnished football program, but nobody yeah. said anything. And then it comes no, full but. circle to now, Should the, would Joe Paterno have gotten fired then, just like Sean Payton? It was under but his watch. Not, but that's I'll, not acknowledged. If he would have done the right thing as soon as he found out, he acknowledged it, he went to the proper authorities, and it was taken care of in the right it, way. They would have looked at it. He would have been, been yeah. yeah. He'd have looked at it as, 
that's the kind of coach I want coaching my team. If things going wrong, I don't care if he's my friend. I tell my guys, yeah, um, take care of business. I tell my guys when I was coaching, I was like, this, this ain't no friend. You was hired because you was a friend, but I know you know your stuff. Mm-hmm. But you will be fired if you if I find out if it's something crazy going on, you'll be fired. Like uh, my plans on them. We got a third segment down and dirty with Deborah. <laughs> Let's get into that. All right, I want to talk about who are you anyway. Um, One of the things that we find in players, well, players, human beings, I'll say it that way, is that, you know, we look at who are we. You know, are you the player that shows up at practice, works hard, is focused, you know, focused on being a perfectionist, um, going to the locker room, bragging it up, or, you know, are you the guy that shows up, as we're seeing now during the breaks on Saturday night at a bar, you know, with your crew, and then end up Sunday morning as a headline on all the sports channels? Or are you the guy who shows up at home with your children and looks them in the eyes and hears their laughter and, you know, deep in their heart wants the absolute best for them? And the question is, who are you anyway? Because for, for all of us, the problem is, and it's all too often that it happens, is that we create our lives based on how we identify ourselves. Not how we tell everybody else about who we are. It's not about gender or race or religion or economic status. It's about our thoughts, the thoughts that we think when we're all alone with our thoughts, the uncomfortable ones, the ones that bring up the emotions and haunt us over and over again that we keep trying to dial them down. We try to dial them down with excuses. We drink dope or smoke. We, you know, brag it up that, uh, trying to convince ourselves or others about who we are. Sometimes we lash out, sometimes we, you know, turn the headphones on and try to just get those thoughts out of our head in any way, shape, or form. One of the, one of the underlying thoughts for all of us, and this is true, I don't care, again, if you're one of the suits in the high towers or you're pushing a broom someplace, is around unworthiness. That oftentimes, no matter how big the paycheck is, there's also a feeling of, am I really worthy of this? And it goes back to the perception of, you know, who are we? Um, it all starts with our thoughts. The thoughts leads to emotion that leads to actions that leads to results. And if you want to change what's going on in your world, if you look at your world and go, man, you know, things should be better, you know, I should have more, I should be doing more, whatever you might be saying to yourself, it all goes back to the thoughts. And you need to figure out, you know, what are the thoughts that you're having? You know, too many guys, too many times we've talked about it before when, you know, a player, no matter what, um, um, what sport that they're in, when they walk off the field for that last time and they lose the uniform, they lose themselves. Well, that shouldn't be. Somebody misses um, uh, a position. You know, all of a sudden they're not who they thought. They move to another team. Any type of change, all of a sudden they don't know who they are anymore, and that shouldn't be. When I work with my players, I always ask them some of the questions in the very beginning were, who are you when you show up on the field at home? In, you know, in your nightlife, you know, and they should be able to answer that question. And there shouldn't be a lot of variance between the two. The intensity may be different, but not the underlying values of who they are whenever they show up. So I would like to challenge you all to really look at what's the incriminating evidence as to who you are. You know, when you look at your life every single day, you know, what's the evidence that you are who you really want to be? And once you figure out who you want to be by really taking a hard look, then you should start building the evidence to be that person by your behaviors, by your actions, by your thoughts, by everything that you do. You know, if we take a look at, uh, if I mention Clint Eastwood, 
you know, what what comes to mind. You get an idea, you get, a, it's almost like an avatar of who is he, what the tone of voice is like, what his body position is like. Now that's all based on, you know, the movies. But it's the same idea within our real life. When you look at yourself, who do you want to be and what's your evidence? How are you going to prove that out day to day? Down and dirty with Deborah, yourclearedge.com. You want to reach Deborah, Deborah at yourclearedge.com. That's the website. Also, 480-212-1909. I was, when you were talking, I was writing out some stuff uh, because now I'm, uh, I want to ask you, can this or does this work, work both ways? We create our lives based on how we identify ourselves. Can we identify ourselves uh, first and then uh, create our lives from that? Absolutely. Because uh, there are some people that grow up in poverty and think they're supposed to be there. There are some people who are um, uh, white, black, Mexican, uh, Asian, right. and think this is all as far as I can go. Right. They uh, go back to the myth of who they think they should be as opposed to who they can be. Right. And there's some people who... This is my religion, this is what I believe in, this is what I don't believe in, so I can do this and I can't do that. Right. So, so yes, you can. Because One of the great things about being human so is we have the ability to change who we are at any point in time, and it's a choice. The, th- the problem is we're not, we're not always making the best choices because we're not even aware that we have a choice to make. So we keep doing what we've been doing and expecting different results. At what point do that become uh, make an excuse? Like who you are, where you're from, uh, are you you having an, at what point does that becomes a built-in excuse? Um, um, pretty much at the point of oh, not quite at the point of birth, but pretty close. Because what happens when we're young is we start hearing all these stories and these experiences around us, and it starts to become who we are. Where it's taken in at the young age because of the way our brain works, we don't. Um, uh, we don't look at the information coming in when we're little kids and say, well, this is right and that's wrong and whatever. It's whatever's happening in our environment and in our emotional body becomes who we are. It, our brain just says, oh, okay, and we take that information in. Do you, and, and then it plays out in our adult life, and oftentimes we're not even aware of the fact that the driving factor came from our childhood. Do you think it's selfish? Like, uh, not from looking at an outsider's perspective, this person doesn't think they're worthy of, say, I don't know, of a contract in the NFL or something. Mm-hmm. So they self-deprecate and they self-loathe. Do you, do you see that as selfish as like a control mechanism to like not take the next step because you know, you know you're in control of where you are right now or you think you are? It can be. That's a good point because some people are scared to be successful. They Absolutely. Are very, they're afraid of it. Absolutely. And it's a control well, thing, right? Because you don't know if you can control the next situation. You know you quote-unquote, can control where you're at now, even though you probably can't. Right, and it's it's a comfort level, and that's a very good point, that when you become comfortable with where you are, to go to that next level, whatever that next level is, it could be having a conversation with somebody at a networking event. It could be going to that next level of from college to football, which or to the pro level in any sport, which is why some of the players fall apart. Mm-hmm. Or going from, I'm making this contract, and now I'm making $100 million. You know, anything that becomes a level of discomfort and greater expectation can cause a player or a person to fold yeah who who are you anyway uh, mm-hmm. contact uh, Deborah Debris Deborah at yourclearedge.com the number again is 480-212-1909 this will be on the uh, website also right yes okay alright this is Kwame Sports Talk we're going to take a break we're going to come back uh, maybe Cindy's going to start talking about some stuff too she's over here thinking biting her nails so she got something on her mind we'll be back in the near future
internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner, Talking Baseball with Jim Layritz is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Last segment of the show, Pamela Sports Talk. We uh, need to get in right into it because we let that music play. Well, you know what? Uh, when football season comes on, we need to get some uh, NFL music. And, uh, it's Monday Night Football. Monday Night, fo- Monday Night Football and uh, Sunday Night Football is different music. So, yeah, get that and maybe Thursday night. Are you ready for some football? Something like that. Are you ready for some football? Yeah, yeah. Get the fighter music. Cindy. Yes, I'm ready for some football. Cindy, spit it out. What we were talking about? Yes, what we were talking about. Well, I I was just telling, I just, I'm sitting here looking at five years, a hundred million dollars, and having worked in an office for a team, um, where a lot of the people barely can scrape by making anything, it seems like they'd be able to free up some of that money to pay the office staff a little bit more money. No? Um, so free And I know they come out of different, I know they come out of different buckets, I know, um, I know there's money set aside with it. You know, it's it's a good, um, it's, it's a valid question. There's um, a huge. You got you got people in the office working for these guys to put to make sure these guys are comfortable, and these guys are the NFL, these the athletes, making sure they're comfortable and doing all these things, and make sure the um, you got people in the office making sure the flights uh, are booked ahead of time. So I know I'm playing in San Diego in three weeks. That flight is already booked. We have our own charters. The air times, airspace is already um, open. You have a lot of people doing a lot of things, important things in the office, but they're not making a five. They don't have a five year there. Most times they're working year to year or day to day for the day to day. Absolutely. Day-to-day. So you see a five million, a five years, a hundred million dollars for a 36 year old guy. Who can throw a football? But it's supply and it seems like yeah, supply and demand. demand yeah. is what it and it seems like all he does is throw a football. But the entertainment part of wh- what he does, and and the fact that they pay these guys a lot of money to do that is to me is crazy. It was kind of uh, in the, the third segment, segment with uh, Deborah's uh, down and dirty with Deborah. Uh, am I worthy of five years, a hundred million dollars, and where I know? For me to get on the field, now, it took me a lot of talent and a lot of work and practice to get up to this point to be able to do this, but for me to get on the field on a professional level, one of the reasons is because people behind the scenes are taking care of the stuff. Now, it has nothing to do with the ownership or the management because all they're doing is saying, I like this guy, do we have enough money? You got kids coming out of college right now that are accountants that's 
that don't come in the locker room and see the importance of one guy to another. But a, a worker who probably is making um, for an organization probably making sixty thousand. Not even that, you know. It's so Thirty-six to forty thousand. Forty thousand dollars is going to be a salary average, and for every position in there. Uh, not, I mean, once you get up to the upper. But you got to think management, that you got to think that the people in the office aren't the ones that make the NFL money. No, and I totally get. And I'm not saying I'm not saying they should make the equivalent or no. anything remotely close to that. But would it kill them to take a million dollars and divide that in? Who the, the player? Staff the player or the no, yeah, because, the organization? Well, because the you guys aren't at, like in the office. In the office, anyway. your your life isn't at risk on a day on a play by play basis. But what are you going to do with a hundred million dollars that you can't do with ninety nine million dollars? And I'm not well, saying. Oh, that's why he didn't offer. get signed. I'm not because of that million dollars. Okay, I'm not saying. Drew Brees as accepting the money. I'm saying as an organization offering the money, you know, divide. The organization give. probably already doing that. They but probably got a budget. They well, everybody has a budget. Uh, Deborah, you was in the business. Yeah, you had exactly. A, you it's a, a it's a, you're a line item on a budget. That's all you are, and um, you know anybody in the business. So they look at just like any any other corporation. The football or you know sports is the same type of thing. They're looking at their budget. They're looking at what they can allow. What's the bottom line going to be? Where is their money best spent? Where's the ROI on each person? And when you look at somebody that's on the field, the ROI on that person's much greater than the person who's answering the phones or even making some of the big decisions in the office. Even Agreed. some of the coaches and you know those type of things aren't making the money that the players are making. It's just funny um, when you walk into a parking lot yeah. at at any organization <laughs> and you've got Bentleys and you've got you they know, didn't have Maseratis, yeah. and then you go to the staff lot and, they and they've even, got and some cars held together with duct tape. Some and, of them can't even read. Yep. These guys with Bentleys and Maserati, some of them can't even read. But, but, but here's the thing, um, Alex. Here's, here's one of the things. In that business, in that corporation, the NFL, uh, and those people that's working for thirty, forty-five uh, thousand a year, that company is designed to keep you occupied with other things. So when football season comes along, you forgetting about, oh, man, this guy just signed for an offseason that he just signed for $100 million. It's with our government. Well, hey, some people be get rich and some people get paid and get famous for stupid stuff because they entertain you, stay out of our government mental business. So it's it's. Well, take the people too that let's say are working um, office type positions. I've been there, done that. You know, started out as a receptionist. Um, you can also say to argue the other side of it. I'm not saying who's right or who's wrong, but to argue the other side of it is, well, if you don't like the position, go find another one. Exactly. You know, go go figure out how to use your mind or your body or some aspect of you in some other way. Um, in order to make bigger dollars, in order yeah. to provide differently for yourself and your family. Not saying the, um, Cindy, the business is fair. Is nothing? Nothing's fair. Not even but close it's to not, fair. There's nothing is fair. Um, I don't care, and I don't think kids deserve what you people think kids deserve, unless you work for it, unless you earn it, then you deserve it. From a smaller scale to what you're talking about, nothing is fair. I think what to Deborah was saying is. If you can find a better job to make more money, then go do it. If not, then do your job. And right. you do it because you love economy, it. You it's just in the economy right it, now. It is. And you know what? People yeah. take that job. Like like a, a pediatrician. You take that job because it's your passion. Um, nobody just do that um, as a job to say, I want to become a doctor. No, you got a passion to help somebody who can't help themselves. So now you take that job because you do. Um, you, you work it. for an NFL team, a major well, league, a major league team, because you you love being around that sport. But then you think, wow, this guy just got a hundred million, and then there's that's one guy. 
imagine the guys that trickle down from underneath that hundred million yeah. and what they're getting. Well, and also look at the creativity of what can you do. Let's say that you're in an organization, no matter what organization, in a particular position. Um, there's a lot of times where you can create your own position within the organization by having enough creativity and being able to look at what's going on around you, find out where the gaps are, that and then finding a way to fill that gap. That yeah. depends but, on who you are yeah, for that. Right. Well, I mean, that's I mean, absolutely true, but you also have a choice to. You got something to say about else. that? I mean, you just got to think it's not going to change, so there's no point in really getting muffled up about See, it. No, I don't like that. I thought uh, you I, had something to say. No, 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 no I, I did. Um, I did. That, that, that's it. I mean, I know it's hard. I, I don't. Cause trust I me, I don't, I don't agree with it either. Okay. The people in the office are never going to make as much as the people on the field. Right. Not even one tenth of the well, what and, people make and on that's the field. Not, that wasn't my point, even remotely. Yeah, um, yeah, oh, yeah it was. Can it be spread? No, even it's just even a little. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that they should be making even close to what the people on the field should be making, but they they struggle. There's a, a huge. It's separation. more of an image thing too, because like you, to one to one of the things you said that uh, you go into your you go into your job, sit at your office table, but before you get office desk, before you get in there. You've seen Bentleys, Maserati, Mercedes, BMW. You've seen all this stuff right here, and you're like, God, i got to take my car to the shop today. I can't pay for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bothersome. It, it is. Right. It is that you can see this stuff, and you realize, this guy's not even starting. Mm-hmm. What What is he doing? He can't even read. He, how do you get on the scene, really? Because right. a, a lot of athletes ask the same question. How does this guy get on the scene? Mm-hmm. Who does he know? Right. Because what some of these guys, does he how did he yeah. get the first round draft pick? This guy's terrible. Right. Um, but again, that goes back upstairs. These guys mm-hmm. don't have no idea what they're doing, so they can give a guy... A lot of money, and and talking about a lot of money, do you think Jeremy Lin is worth the money that is on the table for? Hell no. <laughs> and no. Carmelo, as Carmelo, when he said that it's a ridiculous contract, mm-hmm. Jeremy Lin played 27 games last year. Right. Okay. But see, they're gonna make Carmelo the bank. Never saying the truth. Well, yeah, Carmelo shouldn't have said it. He's an idiot for saying it. You know, people in New York don't Real like quick. you anyways. So yeah, no. So he's getting what eight and a half, eight and a third, eight point three a year. No, five, 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 and then he's gonna go up to. 10 to 15. Real quick, Deborah, you talk about the tournament. Get oh, it. yeah, we've got the second annual Celebrity Bowling Tournament coming up Saturday, September 8th. Make sure to get a hold of Cindy at 702-572-7173. Come out, see us all, see the players, be able to play with players, and uh, it's going to be a fun time. Watch me whoop, call me. Bowling. You know what? <laughs> I got my heart checked yesterday, so I'm all good. I got a I mad got hook. And mm. a, a hook. Yeah. Come on, I'm not supposed to talk. That's bowler talk. <laughs> it's when the ball spins and it doesn't go straight. I might be in Vegas, so you guys will have to uh, really handle this thing. Keep the ship floating. How about that? From Las Sports Talk, we'll be back. Alex Clancy, Dr. Debris, and the Liskers. More to talk about. We get a fan page, a website. You know what? I'm going on Facebook, and I'm getting that thing done. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.